Hey, how's it going out there, everyone? Welcome to another Addicted Fishing Podcast. I'm kind of flying solo tonight. Marlon and Jordan are on assignment, but uh, I've got Slackers. two. Exactly. That's what I say. They're having all the fun. Uh, I, I came in hot from the Buoy 10 Rodeo Boat Show Fishing Slaughter Fest uh, today to get in here to make sure that we get a story of a couple, or excuse me, a couple. We get a story of a very iconic brand in the Northwest that's been around forever and it started in the living room. We've got Brad's Fish Killer Fishing Gear uh, in here today. Hi, everybody. Yep, we've got Brad Showmore and Scott Call. Welcome. Yeah, no, we want to get your guys a story. You guys have, I mean, shoot, I can't imagine how many poor salmon rue the day uh, hearing the word Brad's because let's think about it. All the super baits, the killer fish. I mean, you guys have got some insane quality products, not to mention all the terminal tackle beads. And you guys do a lot of other tackle in a lot of other industries that a lot of the fishing guys, salmon guys don't even know about. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Which, which, which I've got into your guys' warehouse. Yeah. It surprises me and beads too. That's right. I mean, there's a lot of different things there too, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to get your guys' kind of take on uh, on basically like how in the world did uh, did this come from, what was it, Ty and Sturgeon leaders, Brad? <laughs> That's how it started out, yep. By hand with uh, you and Joanne, right? Yes, I tie a thousand hooks a day before I could go to bed. Yep. Go on vacation with my kids and they tie a thousand hooks before they go fishing. So. <laughs> a thousand Sturgeon leaders a day. A day. We also run the pick table tie hooks so we could go fishing or go play. Yep. Every day. So there was that much sturgeon fishing back then? Or it was crazy. We sell, we sell thousands of sturgeon rigs. Were you tying those with mono or Dacron? Dacron. Yep. Still does to this day. He's got a five-gallon bucket. You go to his house today, right next to his easy chair, he's got a five-gallon bucket sitting there. Eight buckets floating now waiting for packaging. <laughs> so do you? are you tying the ones that we see on the shelves uh, now? Sure, yes. Oh, my goodness. Still. How long, yep. how long ago was that? Not to date anybody. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. So thir- started out sturgeon leaders. Mm-hmm. And it, like you said, the bucket, a thousand, I, I can't believe that because like we know what the sturgeon fisheries are now these days. Yes. Yeah. Whole you different know. deal. Well, yeah. Back then, Fred Myers carried them all, G.I. Joe's carried them all, Bimart carried them all. I mean, all, lots of stores carried them because they're such a big fishery. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I can remember even just 20 years ago, it being, you know, seven days a week and. What in the Hey, everybody. That was Clint's <laughs> Sorry. Uh, cell phone mm-hmm. who chastised us for making sure that our our so phones um, were off and that we'd be out of here on time off and now we have taking care of business um <laughs> he says a good good to song you know so it's not too yeah, bad I, i'm so disappointed in him right now but i think he just took care know. of business and turned it off is that true we should just take care of business and fire him <laughs> anyways back to <laughs> i don't even know if you're gonna be able to save that clint or anything but anyways Back to Brad. So a thousand a day. You're still tying them. Still tying them. What was the next product? Actually, it was mooching rigs. Still tying leaders. And so. I tied steelhead rigs, eight leaders to a package. And then uh, mooching rigs, both both fixed tie and slip tie. Yes. Yeah. And the buyer for GI Joe's called me and wanted me to make a, a wobbler. I bought a company called Best of the West. He wanted to make a what? Make, make a wobbler. A wobbler. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a company called Best of the West. I bought, I bought the guy out, and we started making the, the lures from there. From best of the West, best and the so West. and those were your, those were your Brad's wobblers, round shape like that kind of Alvin type shape. Yep, yeah. the round ones. Okay, Sick. and that was for GI Joes, right? GI Joes, correct. Yeah. So it went from Brad. So and but what what's happened to wobbler fishing though? It's back. <laughs> it's it's back. It is. It is kind of, I guess it is it's back. It's kind of flying off our shelves right now. It's like crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, we hadn't put a wobbler order in for a while and uh, watching these wobblers go out right now. But, I mean, you think about it, it's uh, it's good conditions, there's decent flows, and people aren't wanting to spend money on gas yeah, and drive all around. So too. a lot of people are sitting on anchor and they've got their spots and, yep. you know, I actually kind of miss it. I haven't wobbler fished in a while. I think the last time I did it was with Marlon off the beach maybe a year ago, so... Um, which I really enjoy. I mean, it's a lot of fun plunking off the beach with uh, with a three wobbler setup. But a lot of people right now are, uh, yeah, are just sticking close to home and not spending the money on gas and, you know, doing their wobbler thing. Yeah, they are. There's some diehards. There's some real mm-hmm. diehard wobbler fishermen. Well, not, not to, to go, mention not your to, name, Rick Grazer, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to get off a tangent, but like, yeah, I mean, buoy 10 fishery, we've had record setting catches oh, for man. three days in a row, but only 82% of the effort. Wow. Like, so it's kind of funny. You're right. People are staying home while we're fishing. So those are those round, those were those round wobblers. And so we had sturgeon leaders, hooching leaders, wobblers. Then what? What came next? Then uh, we bought uh, dyes, made our version of a wiggler. A wiggle ward. We made a wiggler, oh, a wiggler. the wiggler. Duh. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> Brad's wiggler. I'm yeah. trying to think if that was my, I'd say that that was probably my first like, Really, I mean, because besides sturgeon leaders, of course, like that was my first, you know, yeah, you guys sold hooks and stuff like that along the way. I remember it was Brad's Rapala bought Storm out, Storm owned Wigglewort brand, Mm -hmm. and Rapala dropped Wigglewarts. They they were gonna quit quit making them. What, why? Mm -hmm. I mean, do you know? Do you know why? I don't know why. They told told the the stores in the Northwest, yeah, Joe's called me and told me they're gonna quit making them. It's no way, no way. I called, I called the Normark and and asked, yeah, we're gonna quit making them. No, so enough. We're gonna. We're, they're a bass market company. They go after bass. Well, they're a fent. Wigglers are like that, that's my favorite bass crankbait. I don't yeah. care. I'm, I'm a newbie bass guy, but they work really good, and, and I, I know I'm familiar I, with them. I still don't know if I believe it because why? Why let the, the number one selling seal lure go, salmon lure go in the northwest at that time? Right. You know. So I called. Oh, uh, I called a, a wholesaler, big, big, huge wholesaler in the northwest, and, and had him call it or Mark, and they told the same thing. They're not gonna make it anymore. So I made it. I didn't. Yeah. You know, I was going to make it, but nobody else was going to, oh, to make hell it. No. to make it, you know? Well, thank heavens you did. Yeah. And divers at the same time then? Yeah, divers at the same time, yes. Yeah, because they got rid of those hot and tots. And yes, they did. Yeah. So divers came out at the same time. Yep. Yeah, I can't imagine how many. I can't imagine. I've probably put a couple of your kids through college buying Wigglers over the years. <laughs> I can tell you that yeah. much. So what came next? So Wigglers, then what? Uh, what did you do next? We probably did the... Couple of things, we? Probably a super bait, yeah, right? I think so. Probably super baits. I think so. Yeah. Super baits are before killer fish. I was trying to figure out which one's which. Yeah. It's real close. I feel like, I feel like it probably was killer fish. I, I think you're probably right. It was close, so real close. But that's when, like, yeah, we're all trying to figure it out here. I'm trying to remember, but I, I want to say it was killer fish. Because super baits were when came out just before. Or the 360 stuff really got crazy over yes, here in Southwatch just before though. Yep, about three years. It was like perfect timing. Yeah, it was. Yep. And I think we were using killerfish long before that. Not long before that, but a few years before I think, that. I think you were right. Now, now, now you remember, yeah, it might be. That's before my time with Brad. I think you're right. Yeah. I think he's right. Yeah, because I remember when killerfish came on the market, it's like, oh, it's another salmon plug. But then we all like quickly realized it's like, oh, it's another salmon plug that actually works. And is consistent and catches a lot of fish. <laughs> it's yeah. like made some killer colors and definitely, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
let's just say they worked really well. Yeah. <laughs> we got the guides involved. We had six different guys we'd work with us in that, and they helped us design that. To narrow it down. Yeah, yeah, you were telling me, like, you were telling me, like, you guys were heat gunning and bending the plugs and, and trying to find, like, the perfect. We did, yeah. So how much R&D does go into some of these? You know well, I mean? right now we put, what, three years in that uh, flasher? Yeah, it, some products are definitely a lot more because they're more complex. Um, some are easier, some are tougher. It just depends on on what it is. But um, yeah, if you can get through and you know three or four dev cycles, I think you're doing pretty good. I guess it's it's quite a challenge. I know even like on our side when we try to like sample stuff or test stuff. I mean, shoot, what we were talking even before the podcast, it's like you only get like a couple months out of the year when that to season test it, yeah. or that right. kind of thing is going. And then you got to like set up for next year and you got to like think way ahead. And time it and anticipate the demand. And yeah, there's a lot that goes into it for sure. But by the time you go to mold and you come out with it, you want to make sure that you've got the right product. Right. And, and last wait until fishery until for that to even happen yeah. too. And mold costs are pretty high. You don't, you don't want to do waste of mold. They are expensive and... You know, and the brand too. You just mm-hmm. names behind it. You want to make sure that you've got the right product and it's well tested. And yeah, in fact, you guys help us test quite a bit of stuff. And yeah, we appreciate all your help there too. Well, let's be honest. Like if it kills fish, like <laughs> <laughs> you use it. <laughs> we kind of want to use that. Yeah. So killer fish, then the super baits. Yeah, super baits, yep. Then the super baits. And let's be honest, like the super baits are, yeah, what's... I mean, killer. What, what can yeah. We, yeah, what can we yeah. say about the super baits? Be killer fish other than too. the fact that you guys started with the cut plug and the original, mm-hmm. you had the two, and then you had the mini cut plug, and then the KCP. Yep. I mean, like, what what was the process on all that? I mean, like, how did that? I mean, really, just come to be in the idea of it? I mean, well, a lot of places were catching fish on smaller baits, like you know, cattlefish kind of stuff. So we had to come out with a smaller bait. The mini, the mini was to cover that area where they have smaller baits. And the coconies, the guys, fishermen for coconut were begging us to make that coconut for years. So we got a lot of input from guides and customers alike on that one, asking us for that. And it was a ready, a ready, ready feed for the for the industry because everybody's ready for it. They wanted it, you know. So it was really easy for us to to make them because we had sales sales be covered for that. Yeah, and it seems like too, like I mean, coconut fishing. I feel like it kind of gets really exciting, and then it kind of goes away. It kind of ebbs and flows. I kind of think it just depends on like the year. At least in this area, I mean, like let's we we get we got to you know when you guys are making products, you know, I'm we're stuck in our bubble here right. in Southwest. You know what I mean? But you guys are still doing tons of coconut sales. They're probably over in Wyoming. And, we are, yes. You yeah. know all those other big reservoirs, California. I mean, for and trying sure. to convince people that the coconut cut plugs work for salmon. Oh, they do because they're named coconut cut plugs. So people read the label and say. Only for kokanee. It's pretty hot for so, guys. Coho. Last three years, yeah, the biggest yeah. salmon we caught have all been on the kokanee cup, like midday. Yes, yeah, they're, they're great. Right. When they're tough. When they're tough, yeah. Just that smaller profile makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite kokanee cup plug color? I'm just curious. Mm, probably pink magic. Pink magic? Yeah, these are the lakes here. What about for salmon? For salmon? <laughs> Like let's uh, let's try let's try to dispel this right now so a bunch of people go out and get KCPs and actually try them. Well, you like the red glow for trout too. I like red glow for trout. It's yeah, for early coconut, in the morning, really good for coconut. Uh, but I don't know what's wrong. I got a couple of favorites. I don't know the names of them. Was it Fireball? That one of them? Is that one called Fireball? Fireball's a good one. Fatal Attraction's Fatal a really Attraction. good one. That's yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Fatal one of my favorites because yeah. it's got so many different colors. I, I do. What's that one I do real well with that that pink rainbow one? What's that called? Sun, sunsets or sunrise? Oh, um, uh, pink rainbow looking thing we do we did real well with. Uh, 
The pink rainbow. You're, are you talking about Dusky? Yeah, Dusky. That's, dusky. That's, that's, that's a hot one. Yeah. I did very well we're getting, Dusky. Yeah. We're getting lost in colors already. I know. <laughs> I usually look at a book I can name it. They're all good. Yeah. Well, let's be, I mean, the reality is, too, it's about the action. It is. Right. Seahawks was great this year. Seahawks was really hot. Seahawks was a good one. Seahawks always a good one. It is. Well, blue and chrome. Can't go wrong. But it's always about the action and the bait. Yeah, bait and amazing. the bait you can put inside of them. I mean, to me, like when, to me, like the Brad Super Bait, like when we were fishing, what we affectionately call the dead zone, you know, before three sixties came out. Well, not before three sixties came out. Before they got popular down here, we had a stretch of river that during the fall, twenty thousand, thirty thousand fish would go through a day, and no one could catch them. Good luck, John. Until yeah. until we started towing around. You know, a Brad super bait stuff with tuna, mm-hmm. you know, behind a flasher. And now going from, you know, changing that whole fishery from a dead zone to like probably one of the most productive Chinook fisheries in this Northwest. Like I always tell people I catch more fish, you know, in that dead zone. And when I refer to the dead zone guys, that's like kind of that area from like Woodland up to Bonneville Dam. And, you know, the reality is, is like, I catch more fish. I catch more Chinook. I don't know about this year. I got to kind of be quiet with this year. But this, but most years I catch more Chinook in that dead zone than I do at Bowie 10. And it's because wow. when we figured out that if you took a Brad's original super bait and you stuffed it with tuna and you had the right combination of action and bait, like key on, key in on the bait, like you actually could get those fish to bite. Yep. I mean, it was the most revolutionary, like kind of changing thing I feel like out of and like I said, it was. I don't feel like it was just the flasher. I feel like you had to have like the combination of the flasher and the bait. Oh, it is. That scent trail is a real deal. Yeah, people try and downplay the scent trail sometimes, but no, that scent trail is is everything. How often does it happen where you you pick up a super bait and you just rebait it and put it back down and it goes off? No, it happens a lot. So I mean, scent is is a huge part of the equation. It has great action and, and, too. I mean, and, yeah, and but, then, but then, like I said, just trying to get a tough fish to bite, seventy-two degree water. Like you got to entice them a little bit more. And now there's thousands of boats that yeah. fish this fishery that existed forever, but no one figured it out right. until until that Brad super bait came along. And now it's kind of it's changing. And there's different flashers and different baits that still work. But at the end of the day, like when 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 it gets tough. Like those are the ones that people break <laughs> yeah, out. Brad Superbait originals go play, and same with the minis and and the KCPs, uh, especially when there's a lot of people around. So it's pretty, pretty crazy. And then back to that bait and scent thing. I mean, you know, you know, we don't talk a lot about, um, you know, what we put in there because it's just something, right? I mean, like everyone has their favorite, um, you know, canned tuna recipe or herring or anchovy or something, but just that inclusion of bait. Like I never found the magic silver bullet for mine i'm sure you guys have probably heard some over the years but i haven't found it yeah we've heard some good stuff um but for me personally whether i'm fishing for kokanee or salmon or you know anything else for that matter my my base is tuna you know it's an oily fish what's the uh, strangest things you guys have heard and put in those um Jimmy Dean honey sausage, I think, is a pretty yeah. raw or cooked. Raw, <laughs> raw. Jimmy Dean honey sausage. It's very popular for uh, lake trout, Mackinac. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. Those big oily freaking gross big fat, <laughs> fat turkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. like I'm trying to think, like no goldfish or anything <laughs> like that. No. <laughs> Haven't heard goldfish. No, but the tail of a sardine sticking out the back of a super bait is pretty dang sexy. Tail of mm. anchovy meat, isn't it? 
Is there a sardine? sardine or anchovy? I've used, I've used yeah, anchovy sticking out. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Out in the ocean, I always take like an anchovy and I squish it between and get that back meat. And then you just get this perfect little strip and you just set it right in an original, close it, and it's like it's like made for it. Done. It I did the tail sticking out of that thing and just kill them. I didn't know about the tail sticking out. Damn it. Uh, it works good. Sleeping on that. It does. <laughs> it works well. Yeah. Up in the sound, they do that quite a bit. And yeah, it's something that works really well. We get a lot of feedback on that, actually. People say, oh, keep it quiet, keep it quiet. But no, I mean, you hear it from enough people, it's it's not quiet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everybody knows it. So not what, giving what away about any eggs secrets and there. Stuff? Do you hear about like people putting salmon eggs and stuff inside? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It? Yeah. Eggs and uh, crawfish. Um, crawfish, prawn. Crawfish, prawn, coon shrimp. Coon shrimp. Yep, a mix. Um, yeah, another good one is... Uh, you know, people that keep their, their egg juice left over from the day and then mix that in the tuna. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so that milks out and gets a good scent trail. So there's so many different things you can put in there. I mean, it's one of the other things I put in a lot is krill because, you know, it's kind of the bottom of the food chain. Just about everything eats krill. So, um, yeah, krill's a good one, but there's so many different things you can add in there. I mean, from sardine to herring to, you know... The Addicted Slammer, which, you know, that's one of your favorites, the Salmon Slammer. Yep. That one, that one, that we actually, yeah, we would, yeah. It seems like that, I always wanted to put something, but man, I can tell you what, like, I thought you guys were going to tell us, like, I don't know, some some, type of vegetable or something like crazy, you know what I mean? Like, because there's fishermen out there that are always like, you know, like shark fin or something. Yeah. (laughs) Probably illegal. (laughs) I haven't heard that. I've heard, uh, like, bread. Like uh, like white bread, um, yeah, like Wonder Bread or something, mm-hmm. which is goofy. Um, I mean, bacon. It, bacon I've heard. I've heard of bacon too. Bacon really? it said a couple times. Yeah, blended wow. bacon. Mm. I've caught trout bacon. I'm fishing Ham. for crawdads as a kid. <laughs> Turkey. Bacon's kind of intriguing because you know if you blend it up bacon and add a little you're not in this podcast, Marlon, so I'm just throwing that out there. You sound good, though. Keep going. You sound, I, no one's hearing <laughs> what you're saying. but Mar- Marlon's not on assignment. He's sitting in the studio, actually. He's just made me do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah. What's the strangest thing that you've put in there? I would play. I've played with the eggs before. That's why I said the eggs, but nothing too crazy. I'd always use the tuna as a base, and then I would throw a lot of, like, the egg-curing chemicals and, like, different chemicals you get at different markets yeah, right. and like try to trying to find the magic powder you know but nice. i mean so a lot of it, yeah right <laughs> That's what I'm saying. i never found that one powder that worked i mean i definitely think having tuna with some of like the addicted blender some of the procure scent kind of upped your game i definitely mm-hmm. saw a difference in that but like nothing that you know yeah nothing that was just the silver bullet yeah no every time we go on the boat brad says did you bring the addicted salmon blend that's the silver bullet for you then my favorite so. sweet yeah. well we know what's in it it's good it's sure you know what's in it too so what are your, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the garlic thing oh see i using garlic too like gar- garlic uh certain times a year yeah. certain certain times a year it is when they want it they want it but when they don't exactly they just turn when off they want it they want it it's four to one yeah like when you're wrapping like brad's killer fish plugs with sardine wraps and herring wraps it is four to one but when they don't want it, they don't want it. Yeah. It's definitely times a year. Yeah. Another popular one is salt. The further you move up river, the more salt people add to their tuna. Um, way up. Some people are even like a can of salt to a can of tuna. 
a can of salt. Yeah. Two can of tuna. So you take your tuna fish can and yeah, fill it and yeah. So I was playing. I played a lot of salt. When I said the chemicals, I, did, I definitely did load it up with salt. But like I said, some of the egg curing stuff. But that's good to know. And we're taking care of business again. I thought we already took care of business, but apparently we didn't take care of business. Is this a joke, Clint? Like, do you, we're, we're we're doing we're doing serious. We're we're having a very serious discussion with two very special guests and one very special guest, Brad. Clint is Clint is and Clint is just blowing the whole thing up. I apologize out there to podcast land. Be sure to comment below. How much Clunt sucks. Or, or where we should stick his cell phone so we don't hear it. How about that? <laughs> One thing I've done good with is uh, malt sh- uh, sugar from the beer makers. Oh, malt sugar? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, put my, mm, I've my, never my, heard that one. A real well that. Interesting. Yeah. Put in your, in your tuna. Up. You give that official brother, click that click, click and, up, and higher. Yeah. Up, up, up higher in the river. It works really well. That's sweeter. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, Something different. It's like it's like he said though. Cameron said one day they want, one day they don't. It's kind of the same thing with this. When they want it, they want it. That's why I think it's important to bring a couple different mixes with you. You yeah. know, just like you bring, you know, if you're fishing Morgan City. How many egg cures you got? Mm-hmm. You know, rarely do you have a single egg cure. So same thing with the tuna. We'll, we'll bring different different cures along and and see which one's working better and yep. mix it out. And you know, it all comes down to letting the fish tell you what they want and not trying to dictate to the fish. Well, it's just Keep so it easy simple. to do, like with the with the super baits. Like at the end of the day, like that's just. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can sit there and just throw out the world at it. I mean, they're super easy to clean and bait up and all that good stuff. But you're saying the inclusion of bait, uh, yeah, I'm in that boat too. I'm trying to think here. Something what else? The scent trail for sure. Um, and the colors of the super baits. I mean, let's be honest. There's nobody else out there that matches the colors. No. I mean, they just they pop, they shine. They're uh, yeah, they're incredible. So we're really fortunate to have the color selection that we have. For sure. Yeah. Well, they don't have bait, so it's the imitation end of that. That's, that's is the, the finest form of flattery, right? And no bait. That that I'm I'm out of that discussion. What came next? What's uh, uh, super baits? So then, what's it been now? Uh, next after that, it's got to be the flasher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk about the flasher. Yeah, it's taken a while. It's been actually more than three years. I think it was closer to five. Um, yeah, Chris Turvey developed it, um, his original concept. And uh, we had some different designs we went through, tested, and actually quite a bit of testing, several years of testing uh, to get the right design. Uh, and finally came up with that and uh, went production uh, late last year and, and broke out for the show season. And yeah, there's nine colors in that, and yeah, we're excited about that. We're getting some really good reports from down in Bowie 10, and um, with the built-in release, it makes a big difference, and the fact that it's adjustable. So we can adjust it down from, you know, different speeds. If you're fishing really slow water, you can get it to thump when other flashers don't. So that makes a difference. I know in uh, in slack tides, um, a lot of people are fishing that second hole and just kind of holding and letting the current do the thump and um, working really well down at Bowie 10. So and what, Springer season worked well too. So built-in releases adjustable. That's not something that you see in a lot of flashers now. So that's like and what it's the evolution, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that's what you guys are calling it. Um, what, uh, what's next? <laughs> what is next? Huh? What's next? What, what what's do you next have in your Brad's? bag? Anything? 
I know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that you can say. No, what's yeah, next no, for Brad? No, we Brad's? definitely I mean, have some things in the works. Everything's, are you guys still focused just on like new, like just new concept designs or new colors? I mean, what else? What else? I mean. No, I mean, always new colors, right? You're always trying to come out with uh, with a better color, um, but uh, definitely interested in new concepts. Yeah, we've got, we've got a couple concepts on the drawing table right now we're working with and, and testing out. And, um, you know, you got to you got to keep innovating. It's, it's innovate or, or die in this industry. So you got to keep innovating. So we try hard to, to keep innovating and come out with different stuff. Um, we have people that, that hit us up from time to time and say, Hey, I got something that, you know, you've got the name and I've got the product. So here, take a look at this. And, you know, we're always open to that and sit down and talk with people. In fact, I had a meeting last week with a guy, uh, talking about a product, uh, just like that. So, um, yeah, it's something we're always working on and, and trying to come up with new stuff and exciting stuff. And you guys do a great job of testing it and fishing it for us and all that. So we get a lot of great input from, uh, from the addicted, the addicted guys. And we really appreciate that. Dang it, guys. I tried. I tried to get it out of them. I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to know. I wanted to know. Was there anything else? Anything else you want to add, Brad? Or no, I think it's about you see it. it see it's go- where you it's see it's going, you're still out there fishing. And I'm still out fishing, trying. I'm having fun. Uh, I want to say thank you to all, all the guys out there buying my product, and I really appreciate it. And yeah, and, we appreciate uh, all your support for sure. Yes, very much. Yeah. Well, awesome, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We have got a live feed to do, and we appreciate you guys coming in. Don't forget, if you are out there in the store, give the Brads Super Baits a try. They use real bait, (laughs) killer fish, all that good stuff. I can't believe, I can't thank you guys enough for making this product and developing it because, honestly, it makes my life and uh, my job as a guide a whole lot easier. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys next time. You bet. Thanks a lot. Yep. Take care.